Matthew 6, 33, uh, and says, seek first, you know this well. Let's put your eyes on it though, so turn there. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And so I often hear that verse quoted, but I, I very rarely hear the and. I'm seeking first the kingdom of God, but it says and. That means there's two things you're going to seek. First, the kingdom, and second, his righteousness. And all these things. So again, there's the condition uh, and the promise. Every time you see a promise, look for the instruction in front of it. Every time you see a prophecy, look for the instruction <clears throat> in front of it or hear prophecy. Because your part is always first because God's already finished his. So uh, seeking first the kingdom. What's the kingdom of God? What it's about? The kingdom of God is? Righteousness. Class. <laughs> Peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. So the kingdom of God consists of those three components. So, uh, and he says, and his righteousness. So if the kingdom of God already consists uh, of righteousness, peace, and joy, why would God go and righteousness? But it doesn't say and righteousness. It says and his righteousness, which means his way of doing and being right, which lets me know that that might not be my way of doing and being right. Yeah, because he's got a way. It's not always my way. And he says, then and all these things shall be added to you. So righteousness means right standing. The word right means to properly strain or stretch. In geometry, a right line is the shortest line that can be drawn or imagined between two points. Standing, being on your feet, being erect, and moving in a certain direction to or from an object. So people always think, well, if I'm in right standing, I'm just standing. Again, you're interpreting the Bible with American English vernacular, and, and that will not serve you well. So when the Bible talks about standing, it's actually talking about movement, which is kind of an oxymoron. Well, if I'm standing, how can I be moving? It's a spiritual stand, <laughs> and a spiritual stand has constant forward momentum. Is God standing still? No, he's not saying he's always working, he's always moving, and the main way he does that is words of his mouth. So even if I'm standing on what I say the word is, in the spirit realm, would that be a continuous activity? Because if I'm standing, I'm standing on scriptures, and I might be standing here with my feet, but my mouth is flapping, real hard, flapping. And it's causing momentum in the spirit. So to stand in the spirit does not mean to stand still physically or naturally. So he's telling us, when, if he gives us an instruction, seek first the kingdom, notice that the answer on how to do that instruction is right there. Quasapa, the answer always lies within the question. Yeah. <laughs> If you don't know what that is, just have to look up the old kung fu guy thing. Okay, so you would say grasshopper. The answer lies within the question. Okay, so God is not unjust. He's not going to tell you to do something and go, oh, by the way, I put the, rev the answer in Revelation. You got to get through Revelation. We may never get through Revelation because that's like, woo, yeah, out there. But it's always right there. So, uh, so and I call this spiritual arithmetic. So notice he said, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. What would be the things? A car, a thing. A house, a thing. A husband, a thing. Promotion, a thing. Uh, spiritual growth, a thing. Everything that you can access tangibly with your eyes, with your five physical senses, and even spiritually would be the things. So he gave you two instructions. You were to look for two things. And there's 2,000 things that you need and want. But how many Christians are seeking the 2,000 things? How's that a good plan? Yeah. But we're like, oh, I'm seeking first the kingdom of God. 
You tithe, you go to church, you give offerings. Just struggling with minus 101 Christianity. Are we seeking first the kingdom of God? Absolutely not. You're seeking your own kingdom. But you know what? You can. Jesus is letting you. He's not mad at you. He loves you anyway. It's not a love issue on his part, just a love and wisdom issue on our part, right? We're not doing that. So you can seek your own promotion by your own might and power. You can seek your own power. You can do everything you want and seek it. That's the hard way, though. We always hold our boys. We can do thing, two things, things two ways. Dad, the hard way and the easy way. Yes, and let me recommend the easy way. Just like Deuteronomy, God's like, here's the hard way, here's the easy way. And just in case you weren't sure, had a hormonal moment, let me just tell you, choose the easy way. Just in case there was any confusion about which one you should choose. Amen? Spiritual arithmetic, right? So you're going to seek two things, and God's going to add the 2,000. Is that pretty good math? We had math. This, aren't you glad you came to math? <laughs> Remedial math, 101 at church, yeah. How does God divide, subtract, add, and multiply? Hmm, very different than us. Okay, so 2 Peter 1.3, turn over there. This is some more spiritual arithmetic. 2 Peter 1.3. says this, according as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. Does food pertain to life? Yes. Hamburgers, yes. donuts, water. Yeah, these pertain to some people's life. <laughs> some people's killing them. Some people it's making them happy. Yeah, they don't call it a happy meal for nothing. Um, and so uh, does spiritual growth pertain to life? Yes. And, and godliness. So he said, all things that pertain to life, clothes pertain to life, your shower, your shampoo, yeah. He said, all things he's given you by whose power? So if he's already given it to you by his power, why are you working by yours to get it? It's already there anyway. His divine power has given us to all things that pertain to life and godliness. So all the natural things you need and would like to have and all the spiritual things have been provided or will continue to be provided by the hand of his might and power, which the Bible says is not short or slack. So bump down to verse five. And besides this, I'm sorry, I skipped something. Uh, divine power has given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness. What? Through the knowledge of him. How do you obtain those things? There's, that's the doorway through the knowledge. Where's the knowledge? In the word. So you obtain those things by continually walking down, we could say the door and then the hallway of his word. So if you're in the hallway of his word, are you going to be distracted going to the right or the left and all these other classrooms? No, you are going to have to stay in what the Bible calls a straight and narrow if you're going to be walking through the knowledge. It's, it's a narrow pathway. Did Jesus say the way is narrow? Yes. Yeah. So, and it's made narrow by pressure. So if you're feeling pressure, good, you're doing it right. Yeah. So if it's the walls are closing in, like on uh, Star Wars, and the floor is coming up and the ceiling's coming in, stop, drop, and roll, baby. Yeah. Uh, get on your face and start crawling, which is the proper position to approach the throne anyway, right? So yeah, it, there's going to be a press. Press you in or press you out. But uh, people are running. How many of you know people running around trying to escape pressure? Anybody observe that it, the method is no longer working? Is there an escape? Because God said, I'm going to force a press and you will choose. So there will be no middle or fence riders. We will all know who serves me, says in Malachi, my favorite verses. You will be able to tell who serves me and who doesn't. No more players, no more fronters, no more fakers. So don't worry about the fakers in church sitting next to you right now. Just kidding. 
None here, right? That's there. That's them. That's the them. We still don't know who them are. Verse 5, besides this giving all diligence, there's that D word. Uh, I think it was a Dr. Moore who preached on diligence this last weekend. That's one of the 10 pillars of character, so you'll enjoy that portion this weekend. Giving all diligence. The word diligence, though, this is fun, means speed. Means speed. Yeah, so pokey, S personality, stop, stop your processing. I'm just processing it. Yeah, well, we know what it means when the computer's processing. We're all like, Arr. yeah. So that's how everybody feels about you when you're processing. God, God included and all the angels of heaven, including Jacob on his ladder, longing to descend and whack you upside your head. Uh, it means give speed. Uh, so we're scriptural in the year of acceleration. God's accelerating things. He said that he would accelerate. And it says add, which means furnish to your faith virtue. That means to add to your faith power. Strength from straining. Strength from stretching. So when you're feeling pressed and you're stretching and you're straining, just if you were in the gym, you are actually gaining strength. And we've treated that spiritually as if it's a negative thing. But you are not going to be healthy and you are not going to grow if you're not stretching and straining physically. I don't know about you, but it's a stretch and a strain for me not to eat that (laughs) Pop-Tart. It's a stretch and a strain when you're like, I need to run down the block and I haven't run in six months. And you're like, okay, that's going to be a stretch and a strain. Or if we go to the gym and we we used to be able to lift 20 and now we can lift five. Well, we got to stretch and strain to get anywhere we want to go. If you want a better uh, job or promotion, are you going to go to school? Are you going to stretch and strain your brain? You are going to stretch and strain for everything you're trying to obtain by your own might and power that God's going to give you, but he's asking you to do your stretching and straining spiritually. So we need to quit trying to get out of the stretching and straining. Like, oh, this is, I must be doing it wrong. No, you're actually finally doing something right. Okay. Extending, listen to this definition, extending bravery and moral excellence, add it to virtue and knowledge. So God is expecting early on here some moral excellence from us. So these things in our society or in our lives, um, let me just say it this way. It takes faith to live moral. So you're like, well, it's a a sin issue. No, it's a faith issue in all of our lives because it takes faith to live moral. Moral excellence requires faith. That's why God has it in this order. And to knowledge, temperance. And notice how God, uh, when he adds something, so people will say things, strange things like, oh, God's not doing that anymore. In the Bible, every time God does anything, he adds and multiplies. That's like saying, well, I had to go to geometry, so I completely gave up my knowledge of algebra. What, what, what would I do that for? Well, now I went on to my master's degree, so I'm going to forget everything I learned in my bachelor's degree. The world will look at you like you need a straitjacket, and you do when you think that way. So when God adds something to you, he expands your capacity to hold that. He doesn't replace it. Oh, I'm done with that. And now I'm, well, God's doing a new thing. Yeah, but he didn't, it didn't, he didn't say he wasn't doing an old thing. <laughs> he just said, look, I'm doing this too. Keep up. Yeah. Put your running shoes on. I said, it was going faster. We're going to go from one thing to the next thing to the next thing. Add to knowledge temperance. Then when you get temperance, you were to add patience to that. This is spiritual arithmetic. To patience, godliness. And to godliness, kindness. And to kindness, charity. For if these things be in you, who put them in you? God. And so what you were supposed to do is stretch them and strain them and work them like a muscle so they would grow. But you didn't have to do the obtaining because it came as a full package deal. It was buy one, get it all for free. Yeah, you got salvation and you got the whole package. But what you do with that package, we talked about this morning, you're an heir of the promise, but that doesn't mean you've possessed the tangibility of the goods. Yeah. 
Yeah, that you were going to have to stretch and strain so that you could hold all of the tangibility of all the goods, both spirit, soul, and body, all three. For if these things be within you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But, I like it when God says but, he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off. That means he cannot see beyond the nose at the end of his face. He can't see into tomorrow. He's not eternity minded. He hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Verse 10, wherefore the rather brethren, He's like, I'd rather you do this. Give diligence to make your calling or your invitation and election stable. For if you do these things, what things? The above things he just listed in the above five verses. If you do these things, you shall never fall. How, how do you prevent backsliding? Right here. If you're busy doing the do's, you won't have time to do the don'ts. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm still working on this list. So why do I have time to do the don'ts? Because I don't even have time to do all the do's. So spiritual arithmetic, you press, God will take care of the rest. All right, let's receive the offering.